Welcome to the A and B Side Podcast with your girl Alex, aka the A Side. And your boy BJ, the B Side. Both sides. No chill. Let's get into it. Let's go. our time to show our supporters some love by featuring your feedback on the AMB side podcast continue to like follow and share our clips on social media as always we appreciate your support and your encouragement so let's hear what you've got to say man the AMB podcast is that shit I love their chemistry their topics and them niggas funny man keep doing what y'all are doing i can't wait to hear more love listening to the a and b podcast it's chill easy to listen to and both co-hosts are effortlessly funny make sure y'all tune in Welcome back to the AMB Side Podcast with your girl Alex, aka the A Side, and our lovely co-host. The B Side, BJ. How y'all doing? Hey now. So y'all, this is our finale episode for season one. Episode nine. Yay, 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 yay. And we would like to thank everybody who's been along for the ride. Thank you so much for the support. Thank y'all. We really appreciate y'all riding with us for all nine episodes. And even if you haven't heard it, this is your first time tuning in. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. And stay tuned because there will be more. There'll be more. Um Yeah, so we decided to take uh the last two weeks off because for one, there was the Thanksgiving holiday and for sure. The other national world holiday, my birthday on the third of December. Um we <laughs> so you know we wanted to give y'all some time to you know catch up I know those people out there have been telling me they've been trying to catch up with the episodes and that was their time god damn it so All right. I, ain't, I don't want to hear no excuses you know hey. hey we people too we got lives we got family mm-hmm. so as y'all take time to settle down and be with your folks so are we you know and it, I mean we ain't machines sometimes humans gotta rest so we gotta take some downtime as well been working hard bj been working hard on his podcast as well so you know 
Just got to take a break every now and then. And make sure y'all check that out. It's the Club 5 Conversations podcast. You can listen to it on the, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and Anchor Podcasts. Those are my main yep. three platforms. If you can find it somewhere outside of that, good luck. Thank you. Don't we... <laughs> Not if you can. What people doing that piff on your podcast or something? Look, man. I see. Just just know Fucking that I see. Wire. <laughs> just just know that I see everybody who listens. Oh. <laughs> Yo, do you know what the streaming app that they're using though? Um, there's a Breaker uh Spreaker I said Breaker. Spreaker. There's a Google Podcast or something like that. And there's another one. I forgot the other one, but that's are you all on those two? I'm on I'm on streams streaming services actually. Oh, okay, okay. So they can find your Google Podcast and all that too. Uh, yes, ma'am. Okay, all right. Well, we'll talk about that off camera. But anyway, uh, tonight's topic. Um, well, actually, we have two that we're covering. The first side would be uh, gun violence in the community um, especially in our community Um, and the second half of the podcast will be focusing on PCOS uh, which will feature my friend V. Bastion she's a nurse in New York and New Jersey um, and that'll be later on in the podcast this was actually a topic that was uh, brought up through Instagram with one of our listeners so thank you for bringing that to our attention and what a way to focus on women's health so um, we're excited about that last portion as well so um i guess we can get into it yes so within the last two weeks um the unfortunate news has hit the hip-hop community that the rapper memphis rapper legend young Dolph was shot fatally shot outside of the makita's cookie shop in south memphis and <clears throat> it's very sad and uh my condolences go to the family of young sure. Dolph. yeah very much a family man um self-made millionaire as he always self-proclaims in his music but as we know he was an independent artist um for pre so it's just it's really hitting the community hard especially in, in tennessee or in memphis um like he's at home so how you get shot at a place you went to 30,000 times is just unreal. It still doesn't feel real that he's gone. And they had his funeral last week. So I just, that's crazy. It's just sad he leaves a wife and two children behind. Right. You know, and um, on the plus side, you know, I learned a lot of few things about him dealing with his death. Um, I didn't know he had over a hundred properties. Wow. And that's great for the black community if you're talking about um, you know, passing down and keeping mm-hmm. the money circulating in our community. Mm-hmm. Very good. And well he did say when he gone his son was gonna be rich, so I ain't think he was lying. But you know, you, you hear a lot of artists say whatever in the songs, but he definitely invested well within himself. He owned all his masters. So if any of y'all are fans of his music, definitely running up on the streaming apps as much as you can, because all of that money goes to his estate and his family. So um, 
bless up to that or him being able to take the time to you know seek wealth into his family um i know that we've also been dealing with a couple of other public shootings that's been happening with the whole cal rittenhouse verdict as well uh, which we they found i wouldn't say we because he's guilty in my eyes but they found him not guilty of all charges um related to the gun carrying and um, i don't know if they did the impersonation of the the rn that he was supposed to be or uh what did they call them uh the people that help with i don't know uh, being a nurse or whatever it starts with a P but I can't think of the name of it right now but I don't know if they found him guilty on those charges at all but definitely for the gun violence he was found not guilty um, the people that he killed um, his, their parents were there at the at the trial um, outside of the courthouse of course and they were just saying it wasn't fair uh, for what the verdict was, which it wasn't. Like, this man got to handpick his jury. Um, and basically, it, it was a shit show. Like, they, if this was a black man, we'd already know where he would have been. It would have been life, no parole, day two after it would have happened. But the fact that Kyle just got off easily, there's representatives in the White House wanting him to have an internship after the trial was done is is sick like they're endorsing gun violence it sounds like for white supremacy in my eyes but we had that going on of course tragically two people lost their lives there's two families that are grieving over his loss and gun violence as we know is very unexpected and unplanned so we don't know what that would have cost as far as expense for those families and uh, the hurt, the pain is just, you know, unresolved. So it's, uh, that's just unfortunate. And we also have a shooting case in Michigan last week. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not really too up on it. I know it was at school. Do you have anything that you learned about the case or anything you know? Um, As far as I know, there were four students that died. Um, they are not releasing the information as far as their identities, their names or anything like that but we know at least there were four victims that um, were murdered and I don't know how many people were injured but I I believe it was 17 or 20 I can't remember how many people were injured but I mean that could have been crossed up between like trying to run away from you know being shot and then like getting hit you know what i'm saying like in the midst of trying to get away from them or something like that not necessarily meaning that you know they got grazed by a bullet or shot even and just survived the injury so they're not really releasing any details i'm guessing until they figure out what they're gonna do with him uh, right now him and his parents are in custody um his parents also because they were in association i uh, guess of knowing that he was going to the school to shoot at these yeah. people. I'd like to see that. Uh-huh. So apparently they had text messages that they were exchanging um, with him after everything happened. And he was like, well, I I got locked up or, you know, they're, they're arresting me, whatever. 
and I guess the mom or the dad they were like haha you need to learn not like how not to get caught so wait I seen something on social media about his mother texting him beforehand and telling him to stop but don't do it but that the is... fact that y'all already knew that he was doing facts, it is, facts, is a facts, problem facts, facts. and why would you make that a joke and say you just need to learn not to get caught the fact that y'all text either of those is just alarming mm-hmm. and and then when he got arrested they tried to flee town and the police ended up catching their vehicle um i don't even know where they caught them at what city it was um but they detained them and put them in jail of course no bail um as of yet but he was actually impersonating being a sheriff oh no at the school and there was a video on social media as well uh, where he approached the classroom all the students were on the floor lights off and he was asking them to open the door and there was one student in particular was just talking back to him was like no we were told not to open up the door we're on lockdown etc and so he was like well just open up the door bro and they were like oh open up the door bro he said bro that's a red flag (laughs) and so that's not funny but the kids were smart like they was just like we not fucking with that so after they told him no he tried to actually unlock the door and come inside the classroom kids got the hell out of there they was out the window running across the parking lot they was done and i guess uh, one of the security officers that saw them running, they were like, it's okay, it's okay. Like, we got him, like, from out of the classroom, et cetera. But it was just, that's scary. Like, the fact that they could have literally got shot up, you know, opening the door for somebody they thought was trying to protect them. That's terrible. Oh, my God. <sighs> it's awful. It's awful. And, I mean, like, this is happening in in schools around the u.s this is nothing new of course i mean we know all of columbine we know about the la um not the la but las vegas shooting that happened at a concert mm-hmm. um i don't know if that was that was about two years ago two or three years ago yeah um uh, open uh, open arena a man just started shooting down the crowd random targets and uh, people suffered you know tremendously so it this is a, definitely a problem in our community um, to date. I've actually had a cousin that passed away um, from gun violence, and this happened in front of his home. Um, you know, there were some guys that were upset that they uh, that he won uh, some gambling games like against them and got their money or whatever, all fair and square. It wasn't like he stole it or anything like that. Being shooting craps. doing dice or whatever playing whatever type of games you know street Mm -hmm. shit Mm -hmm. and play some bets whatnot and I got your money fair square and they tried to set him up and rob him at his place so he was fighting and you know I'm saying like he gets shot and it's just uh, you would think people like that people that you know people that's supposed to be your friends people you hang out often with are on your side and really and truly it's not it only takes one little one little mishap for somebody to try to set you up yep yep 40 years old you know young have plenty of life ahead of him and it's just snatched away all of a sudden it just sucks Um, and uh 
A-side, uh, I remember you telling me a couple weeks ago, you actually went through a situation with due to gun violence. Right. You... Went out to a crew here in Charlotte on South Tryon, North Tryon, whichever one it is, can't remember. And um, me and my friends are actually celebrating my um, other friend who is supposed to be moving and everybody's having a good time you know i don't see any signs of altercation but apparently um two of my other friends witnessed this uh group of people in the back side of the club um having like a you know slight argument or whatever didn't think nothing of it wasn't anything big mm-hmm. so uh while we were you know chilling smoking hookah dancing uh we hear this popping noise and we didn't think nothing of it. We thought something dropped or whatever. Somebody may have flipped over a hookah or whatnot. I don't know. So we just kept going on about our business, chilling. And we hear two or three more of those same pops. So everybody just got down on the ground. Like, it was instant. Like, I've never seen somebody or people drop down to the floor that fast in my life. Like, ever. Oh, so all of us just got down on the floor, like, until it stopped. And people were trying to like slowly get up and try to figure out what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Kept hearing the shots come out. They start shooting again. So I felt something actually like hit me like on my forehead. I was like, what the hell is that? It's probably like some glass, some ricochet, whatever. So I just told my friend who was on the ground too, I was like, get your stuff, however much you got, whatever. Just grab whatever you see on our section and let's go. Now, and that's another thing. We were in a section. This wasn't just in population, general population of where the club was. This was in a section off off on our own. You know, nothing crazy. We weren't bumping into anybody. Nothing like that. No fights rang out inside the club. But apparently the person that was shooting was outside shooting through the window of the club. And, of course, hitting random people. And a person that was behind me the entire night, y'all, I mean, literally back to back, got shot. Oh, no. And he was laid out on the booth behind me. I had blood on my purse and everything. And I didn't look down enough to see all of this, but there was blood on the floor and on the table where we had our hookah at just that fast. Right. We went from celebrating one minute to fearing for our lives the next like that could have been me that could have got shot or my friend that was on the floor mm. who could have got shot because we were just that close to it yep and we all got out safely all of my friends are fine but it's just something that you have to live with seeing i've never seen somebody get shot in front of me i don't know if they they're still okay if they are just suffering from minor injuries or if they're dead like right. there's been no police report um shown on the news or anything like that in regards to that club and what happened that night so I don't know how any of these people that were actually shot are doing so uh, well yeah I was gonna get into the next question but since you said you didn't already know oh like I I was was gonna ask you did you like I know it's been a couple weeks but have you did any follow ups to the news or anything I haven't seen anything. Nobody can find nothing online. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they ever really reported it on the news at all. Because and I, I feel like that's something janky going on with the owner because 
my yeah. thing is you would want something out there like that that's somebody getting shot somebody could have lost their life in your establishment and for the just for the chasing of the dollar you, you probably don't want to get it out there which is crazy mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is because they opened up that that next day oh no like nothing happened because my friend went up there they said they was cleaning up he actually lost his keys in the um in the club and he was like well one of my airpods is saying that it's there but it's offline so thank god he had his airpods hooked onto his keychain so that way he could track it so they found the keys for him he got them back Mm -hmm. but um yeah when he got there they were cleaning up for that night to set up again so i guess that's why they never reported it because it wasn't like a business shutdown but at the same time you're wanting to keep people from knowing that they're in danger right. because you want to keep money in your pocket. And you know how these businesses are. They lost a lot of money last year because of COVID. So they're trying to get all that shit back plus, you know, tax. And then on top of the people that didn't pay the night of, you know, because when we got out of there, it's not like we went back and was like, yeah, I had a tab. I had this and this and that. Mm. the night before or whatever that was a loss for them so they tried to open back up right away so they can get their money back oh no and i mean i know it's business as usual but that's still not that's not fair to report not report that on the news so that way people can know what's up wow not charlotte man i went there you know just early in the summer and it was it was i had a good time man i, I didn't I get mean, that vibe i don't think it's more so like where you are because i mean this can happen anywhere we're not troublesome people right of course we're not the type of crowd that you know gets in fights and shit at public places or venues or whatever but it's it's the people that surround you you don't know what people are bringing to the club with them a whole lot of drama so let me ask you is that club in downtown no, it's on North Carolina. And I want to say this, and I might sound ignorant, but in a lot of cities, man, you don't see a lot of stuff like this happening in downtown areas. Like the club I went to earlier this year, you know what I'm saying? We were chilling at. It was just cool, chill, downtown, you know? Well, you got to think about the space, too. It's not a standalone. It is standalone, but it's around a lot of buildings. Plus, the police are out there deep. When you're, like, in a standalone area that's just, like, you know, building parking lot in its own, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have any, like, buildings around it, plus the cops aren't going to surround that area because it's its own thing. It has its own security on whatever. Like, downtown areas, they know that that's a high-traffic area with a lot of people, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of traffic or whatever, plenty of clubs and bars. So the police stay down there. They're not going to shoot out down there. I felt so safe. What? <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, you know, just like my city, it's a lot of black folks. And I like partying mm-hmm. with black mm-hmm. folks. And it was a lot of black folks there. So, yeah. And it didn't seem like anybody was there on that bullshit that night. That's all. And, you know, the people, I want to reiterate again as far as to what happened that night. Like, they didn't bring the gun inside the club. Let's oh. make that clear. Oh, they shit. shot from the outside inside that's really dangerous that is that's even more dangerous 
Oh, right. They shot from the like the outside parking lot to the inside where the window was. So they were shooting random people. They weren't even shooting at the person that was needing whatever they were shooting them for. So that's what made it worse for us. And when we went outside trying to run away from them, we didn't even know if the person was still outside. So that was even more dangerous because we could have got shot just trying to get away from the shooting it was like you weren't safe going anywhere so i parked like right where we were like the booth was in the club of course like towards the back where the bathrooms were yeah that's where everybody was escaping and then there was a back door where the bathroom was so i got out and then went straight to my car and whoever was around me and didn't have their keys or was fumbling around i just told her yes to get in and we just zipped off so I mean, it was just a dangerous situation all the way around. My friend had to hide in bushes because he said a car rolled up on him and he wasn't sure, like, what was going on out oh, there. shit. So he was just like, man, I just had to duck off real quick because, I mean, you don't know who niggas looking for. You look like somebody, you know what I'm saying? They, they ready to gun you down. So he had to protect himself. He got two kids. I don't blame him. Yeah, I got to get back home. I don't blame him either. And it's just, you know, I feel like there's there's a difference in like how the space is set up as to how how people will react to that in regards to a shooting. Like they probably would wait until they got to a restaurant or to the parking lot to start doing something like that. I don't think they would shoot in a club and and what was that called? Uh, tattoos and booze yes. versus crew. crew. They wouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, on a lighter note, like I said, the national holiday of my birthday just passed. So, with a birthday comes celebration. So, I would like to get into what I did this weekend. Okay. <laughs> um, of course, I did had to... Um, I requested a few days off and... Um, didn't really get into anything the day of my birthday. Thanks for all the birthday love from everybody. Um, I really appreciate it. You know, the best thing you guys could do, other than give me gifts, is to listen to these podcasts and um, give us your feedback, you know. And I appreciate for everything, all the birthday wishes from everybody. Um, Saturday, I went out with some people and we had fun at a, uh, a little place in D.C. called Swingers Miniature Golf. Really good place. Really great place. I'd never been to a miniature golf place, but and I had a lot of fun and you know, things like that, but the only thing I had prob- a problem with a place like that is the food was, was entirely too expensive for the portions they were giving us. I and think I'm, that's everywhere now. Honestly. And I'm one of those, right, right. And I'm one of those people, I could care less. I'll pay for the food if you're getting bang for your buck, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's no way we should be paying for garlic nuts that are $8 and they're like really small, like chicken nuggets. No. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely not. Why the fuck are you eating garlic nuts at a, at a mini golf place? Well, it's like a mini golf slash uh, restaurant 
in a sense. It's like a it's like a Dave and Buster's, but it's like golf, mini golf. Mm-hmm. You know, there's things you know, uh, different things you can get into. And, you know, go outside, smoke. You know, can you? Outside, yeah, outside, the, outside the place. Like smoke weed? Well, you can smoke weed in DC anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. You're good on that. <laughs> well, I had went down there for the cannabis festival one year, and it was like I don't know if this has changed since 2018. Uh-huh. No, this is 2019. I okay. can't remember. Okay. But yeah, um, you could only like have 0.5 or lower with you at the time. But... I mean, niggas do, but niggas niggas have more. They're just not out there with it. You know what I'm saying? Niggas have more. Come on now. Yeah. Ain't, no, ain't nobody walking around a point five, you know. Right. I guess like I, I don't know. Is that a still a thing? Like they can't have that much on them? I don't know, unfortunately, because I'm not a smoker guy, so I don't pay attention to stuff like that. But I know how we do, you know. Yeah, it might say point five by law, but niggas got more than that, I'll tell you that. Gotcha. <laughs> so um yeah, for the rest of my weekend, um, I, you know, I kind of stayed in, had some company, you know, watched football, and that was my weekend, you know. So, how was your weekend, ma'am? This nigga. We was talking about your birthday. I ain't got nothing to do with my weekend. Okay, cool. You know, I thought maybe you got into something this weekend or something, you know. I don't know. But, yeah, that was my weekend, man. Oh, wow. Well, I did go to the R&B Fest on Friday, um, which was really good. Mm -hmm. I went to see... Keith Sweat and Johnny Gill, as well as Tevin Campbell and Silk Andrew Hill. Uh-huh. So everybody can still sing the notes really good. By the way, Keith Sweat was struggling because he was drinking, y'all. He was drunk. And he was late at the end. Like they was waiting forever for him to like set up and come out. Now, mind you, the graphics that they had, like the music videos they was playing in the background was really dope. But they had couches and shit on stage. Like, he was about to bring somebody up there and dry hump them. I don't know what that was about, but uh, he did bring somebody up there on stage. Uh, He serenaded them. It was very cute. Uh, However, she had a boyfriend. It was kind of weird. I was like, hold up. Why'd you go up there with Keith if, you know, you got a man? But I guess he was like, hey, she's coming home with me, boss. Ain't no respect no more, man. Ain't no respect no more. He hmm. sent her ass up there. He was like, raise your hand, girl. Because this is oh, a once-in-a-lifetime chance. You better go up there. He was in the front front row, too. So I was like, maybe, you know, she was like, I mean, I brought you here. We done paid for these tickets, right? So you're going to get your money's worth going up there. Oh, Lord, Jesus. She was thicker than a bowl of oatmeal, cold oh. grits. That girl yeah, North was oh. He oh, was like, North Carolina, too? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, she was like, he was like, yeah, I could tell him in Charlotte now. I said, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now nah, Cisco did the uh, one hand cartwheel, y'all across. He stage. could still do that. Yes, he could still do that. He was moonwalking, sliding. I mean, gliding across stage. I mean, that was that was just a good performance. He was good. Damn. And Tevin can still hit them high notes. He got a little uh, plug of hair on top of his head now, but it's still still look good he sound good he looked better i'm just proud of him yeah johnny gill got a stomach he was trying to dance and <laughs> he was just jiggling ho ho hoing across the stage it was so funny my 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 yeah. 
my, 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 my. But he was throwing them red roses out. He was real sincere with the uh, with the CLB, the original CLB certified love boy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was proud of them. They did a really good job. I enjoyed myself. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Guess I'll go next time when they come here. You, know? you should. Everybody told us, are you going to the baby making concert? I was like, listen. Of the, course. How do you think we got here? Of course. The amount uh well, my parents was on Osley Brothers and all of that. But definitely, I think they had some influence on that generation as well. Well, I'll say this. Your parents are younger than my parents. My parents were in their 20s when John and Gilman were doing their thing. Oh, so, yeah, they were. So if your parents are younger, I would think your parents would be more so the later end of New Edition in early 90s. That, you know what I'm saying? R. Kelly days, probably. You know? Okay, hello? Sorry. Yeah, we can edit that out. But, yeah. Uh... Um, yeah, I mean, they did grow up on Johnny, like, when he first came out. You know, of course, New Edition and Keith Sweat or whatever. But, however, by the time they got to, like, 18, 19, like, that's when they, them niggas really got into their groove. And by that time, they had already had kids. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the baby making music for them definitely came before that. Like, but I I mean the nineties had nineties in general was just really good at every genre. R and B, hip hop, everything. So I agree. Yeah, but <sighs> we're gonna wrap it up because we still got another thirty minutes or so for our next uh segment. But we'll just let y'all know our socials yet again. Do you want to give them our socials, BJ? I will give you our socials. You can follow us on the Twitter app at the A and B side. Again, Twitter app at the A and B side. You can also follow us on IG. If you don't care for Twitter, which is fine, at AB underscore side podcast. And uh, constantly we're growing, we're getting followers, you know, we're getting shout outs every other week. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, you guys could uh, tap in, you know. Mm-hmm. And again, I just would like to thank everybody who listened to us for this first season. We enjoyed the ride. We appreciate you guys. It's going. To, it's only going to get bigger and better from here. So y'all, so y'all stay tuned. Yeah, um, I did want to point out that we also do have a link tree. So if you're a one-stop shop type of person, this will list where you can listen to our podcast at on Anchor and Spotify, as well as our socials and you can leave feedback as well um so the link tree is ab side podcast um on link tree so if you have that and want to just do that one-stop shop where everything is at instagram twitter the streaming apps as well as feedback you can follow that page as well but we do really appreciate y'all thank y'all we love y'all and we gonna see y'all on season two all right let's ready huh?
Philadelphia is rock and roll, y'all. Alright, peace. Welcome back to the A and B Side Podcast. This is your girl, Alex, aka the A Side. Today we are without the iconic part, uh, BJ, but we do have a very special guest today, one of my very good friends. And we've been friends for about the last six years or so. An accomplished <laughs> nurse and well-renowned personality, Ms. V. Bastian. Hello. Good to have you on the podcast, my love. Thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. I'm so grateful to be a part of it. Thank you for choosing me. <clears throat> of course. How's everything going? How are you doing? Life is good. Um I just came back from Dubai. It was beautiful. This yes, country is so Dubai. clean and high tech. And mm. then we have 1% crime. When I came back, it wow. was, you know, it's it's 40 degrees. It's dirty. It's smelly. <laughs> People are mean and aggressive. I'm just like, oh, my God, welcome home. <laughs> right. <laughs> back to America. But back to America. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> Um, but life is good. I have no complaints. You know, we're out here saving lives. You know, yeah. um, pray for us healthcare workers and all the essential workers out here because we hitting us hard. Y'all <laughs> working in the trenches for real. We definitely appreciate your service. You know that you extend out to the patients, to the community itself, because we know y'all have to be good Samaritans in every situation. So we definitely do appreciate you for everything that you do. That. Thank you. Of course. So I just want to start off um, the interview by asking, you know, a little bit about yourself, um, mm-hmm. about your career as a nurse. But, you know, if you want to expand on how you do outside of your career, then feel free. We just want to know a little bit more about you. OK, so um, I'll start from I'll be brief, but I'll start from childhood. I am not one of those people that want to be a nurse since they were three years old. I just want to shout out my <laughs> amazing guidance counselor from uh, my charter school in Harlem, New York, Miss Bunyan. She was absolutely amazing. Um, shout out to she, her. Shout out to her. She guided me into being you know, a nurse, she's like, hey, you're good in science and math. You want to try this? I'm like, sure, I guess. Mm-hmm. And as time went on, I fell in love with what I do now. Um, I um, I got to South Carolina, which you and I met there, mm-hmm. um, with a scholarship to go to um, the University of South Carolina, which is a great um, university. Got my undergrad there. And then mm-hmm. I started working in a level one trauma um, hospital in Columbia, South Carolina. At the time, it was called Palmetto Health Richland. By the time I left and moved back to the tri-state area, it's now called Prisma Health. Um, Prisma Health Midlands, to be exact. Still level one, just a different name now. Um, because they're merged, have, right? They now are with- merged now. Greenville, which is upstate, and Midlands, Columbia, is now one system in the surrounding areas, which include, I think, like Sumter, just mm-hmm. uh, surrounding areas. Surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. I can only think of Sumter. <laughs> Um, but surrounding areas. So yes, we are all one large hospital or, or 
you know, we are they are all one large organization now. Um, as far as my background, um, I started off on a um, dialysis, well, not dialysis, but a renal, which is kidney fluor, which I dealt with a lot of dialysis patients. Then I transitioned to full-time dialysis in hospitals. And then I transitioned into the cardiovascular ICU. And that's what my specialty is now, the past three years of time. Um, now I currently live in the, I live in New Jersey and I, you know, kind of bounce from hospital to hospital between New York and New Jersey, mm-hmm. um, taking care of not only cardiovascular ICU patients, um, but also surgical ICU, um, which includes like, um, you know, vein surgeries, bone surgeries, things like that. Trauma ICU, which is gunshot wounds, car accidents, falls from work. Um, neuro, neurosurgical slash neuro ICU, which is I fell and hit my head in the shower and now I have a brain bleed and now I need surgery for it. Um, things like that. Um, and then regular medical ICU, which is high diabetes or high too high blood pressure where they need continuous medication and one-to-one care. Um, that's essentially all that I do at this time. <laughs> wow. So you wear a lot of hats. A lot of hats. Yeah. <laughs> But, I, I feel like I do with bag lady. I, I carry a lot of bags. Oh, we. <laughs> That's true. I mean, what working at ICU in general is very like it's intense because mm-hmm. you're seeing a lot of different situations, and they can play out either you know you end up saving them or you have to relay you know some tough news to right. like the family or whoever's there to be supportive right so i know that that could be traumatic for the nurses that are there so i mean yeah hats off to you thank you for doing that and like i said for being a helping hand in the community i know thank it you. is very hard during covid to adjust to you know short staffing mm-hmm. and just being there in general with a lot of changes uh, within the hospital system so absolutely COVID was tough for all of us um you know I personally dealt with you know a lot of isolation the person I was dating at the time didn't want to be around me, didn't want to be around me. friends didn't want to be around me mm-hmm. uh, I was stuck in a hotel room very nice hotel room but still stuck in a hotel room um, so I just essentially felt alone. I was in classes. I was taking some classes at the time. Gonna was going was trying to go to apply to grad school, but I decided not to because I made my big move from South Carolina to New Jersey. So I decided not to pursue that. Um, but it was it was really a tough time. July was a very rough month for me. Um, I I wouldn't say I was depressed or in a, I was just in a dark time, just feeling alone and and and, and, and surrounded by death. Yeah, it was a lot. We see death all you know anyway. Mm-hmm. It's part of the job, and we're looking to get into it. Right. But to have like eight deaths an hour versus yeah. one death every week or two, mm-hmm. you know, it's you know putting body bags when people see them in the news, you know. That New York, you know, we all know that New York was the epicenter of COVID last year. Right. Um, and so, you know, when you've seen on CNN or whatever news channel people watch that nurses and healthcare workers are putting body bags on trucks, that was absolutely true. I absolutely had to experience that. No, I didn't personally put the body bag on the trunk. I mean, in, on the truck, mm-hmm. but I was a part of that process. 
Yes. Wow. Um, the month of um, April, um, March into April, a little bit of May, but primarily March into April, mm-hmm. you know, we were having, you know, you looked on the news, it was a thousand deaths a day, you know, yeah, yeah. here in the city, you know, so that's extremely tough. You know, if 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 a hospital, if one hospital only supplies 200 body bags for, let's say, 800 beds, and mm-hmm. I have a thousand in a day. I'm gonna wear. I, I can't just put the body. Just you know, it has yeah, to be contained. There. So the only thing, the only resource we had was garbage bags. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we had. That's all we could do. Um, I think the other thing I was saying is just you know, um, you know, we're past COVID as far as like not past it because COVID still exists, right. but we know how to like tackle it at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, when COVID was first presented to the world, we were like uh, trying to find a solution. Yeah, we were just yeah. throwing noodles on the wall, and if it sticks, we're gonna keep doing it, and if it doesn't, we're gonna try something else. But mm-hmm. now we have like a standard and guideline of care to take care of these. Um, patients, yeah. um, what to look for, how, you know, just a guideline of care is what I can just say to that. Sure. Um, but now we're dealing with a time where we're under resourced and understaffed because COVID has mm-hmm. definitely taught us that uh, and hospital administration just does not care about us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes with, you know, majority of the, you know, the country. I can't speak of the world, but I know the United right. States is in a yeah. time where in the great resignation, a lot of people are quitting their jobs because their bosses do not care about them. Mm-hmm. Um, or you the know, company like, themselves, right? Because right. you can only do so much. Absolutely. For sure. And I know that you were um, speaking of uh, being or feeling isolated as well. And I can understand how that would make you feel very upset or even depressed at times. Because, you know, the your friends, your family members, they weren't exactly sure as to how COVID would play out right so go ahead most no most definitely um and just you know a lot of nurses left uh the hospital systems because you know not only are we bagging patients in body bags but we're having to use body bags as protective personal protective equipment aka ppe yeah, PPE. right mm-hmm. um in order to protect ourselves from this god knows what Mm-hmm. you know, disease that we're battling, you know, yeah. nurses have died, housekeeping have died, techs have died, doctors have died because mm-hmm. lack of resources, because the CEO is making $5 million a year. And doesn't want to extend anything to protect you. Right. I'm having to reuse the N95 for eight days, you know, and you have my name anything. written on the list. You're like, oh, Bastion. Oh no, you got your, you got your N95 last week. You have two more days in it. <laughs> you know um but we've you know like i said we've moved past covid because now we know how to take care of it now and how to move accordingly you know hospitals are now seeing you know when trends are coming and how to set up icu getting ready for another covid surge if something comes it's not blindsiding us anymore but now what's blindsiding us is you know understaffed and under resourced yeah, yeah. You know, I'm in a predominantly black community right now in East New York or just Brooklyn, excuse me. Um, and, you know, I can see how under-resourced and understaffed these people are and it affects the care that they get. Yeah. You know, it definitely does. So it's, it's sad to see, but that's what we're dealing with right now. COVID has definitely changed a lot of things in everyone's lives, but definitely, you know, the healthcare yeah. as a whole. 
in the healthcare industry, mm-hmm. especially when you you seen like the vaccine um, being shortened in you know America as far as like the booster shots, right? And how they wanted to take that to other countries because they didn't have the resources to like extend the vaccine out to everyone. Right. So I already knew it was going to be like a shortage in resources mm-hmm. or just in general in the healthcare system when mm-hmm. we had to do that. And that's, you know, it, it it makes you wonder about the emergency, like, care of, like, what America's plan is right. when something like this takes over. Because what if it, I'm not saying that COVID's not serious, but what if it was something else that was an outbreak on top of COVID and right. we didn't have anything else to, to help? Right. Because we never had a plan for this to even pop off, so... It just makes you wonder as to how America itself plans for us and how it trickles down to even us, like as workers or to the companies. You know what I'm saying? It may not be the CEO that's trying to restrict you all from PPE or, you know, from funding or from being staffed as you all should be. Mm -hmm. But it that they can't do much more than what the government mandates them for or how much they can, you know, have money to do stuff with so i mean it's just it's it's all a cycle but you definitely are affected by you know big brother absolutely and we know that exactly it's just like a domino effect after that right exactly and i think that's why a lot of people are leaving because it's starting to open up their eyes to what you know they thought was organized what they thought was well taken care of what they thought was going to support them in the long run and really and truly it didn't right so thank you so much for expanding on that um, thank you for thank you i appreciate that mm-hmm. of course so um the topic that we wanted to discuss today um and this is in lieu with our mental health topic that we covered in our last um podcast here we talked about men's mental health and wellness And from the request of one of our listeners, we also wanted to touch on women's health and wellness, specifically with PCOS. Mm -hmm. So this is the main reason why I wanted to bring you on and have you shine a light on your expertise as to what you know and your knowledge about PCOS. Um, Would you mind telling our listeners what PCOS is? Okay, so I'm going to make it quick as possible. Um, so PCOS is polycystic ovary syndrome. Um, it basically deals with, you know, we know with the woman's body, we have hormones. Every woman has some male hormones and majority female hormones. Um, polycystic or PCOS deals with having too much of hormone, which essentially throws off the entire bodies what we call homeostasis which means just being equal everything I tell my patients when I talk about body homeostasis mm-hmm. it's kind of like Goldilocks it can't be too much it can't be too little gotta be right in the middle our bodies function in a right in the middle state at all times anytime something is too much or too little it causes a problem mm-hmm. so too much of that male hor- we, your body's in a normal woman with no nothing going on um um, we have a balance of female and male hormones. And when our period comes or when it's time to menstruate, that male hormone comes down, then it 
you know, you have more woman hormones and now you're menstrual. Your body's like, I'm getting ready to be pregnant because that's essentially what our reproductive system is made for, to, to bear life. Um, right. But with polycystic ovary syndrome, you have too much of this male hormone. Um, so it causes a skew of symptoms, essentially. Um, you can have like trouble gaining weight or trouble losing weight. Like you're just constantly gaining weight and you have an issue losing it. Um, insomnia can happen. Primarily the thing that I see in women is like, they'll have like somewhat of male features. Um, they'll have like, you know, chin hair or mustache hair or, you know, heavy sideburns or Mm -hmm. a deeper voice. You know, women have softer voices than men, but if you have a woman who sounds, you know, her voice is very, you know, can be very deep and sound like male liking. Sometimes that can, I can kind of just say in my head, like, hmm, I wonder what her testosterone levels are in her body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can have like a hyperpigmented skin, which means basically it's darker than your normal skin tone. Um, mm-hmm. in the armpits, under the breast, in the groin area, um, just kind of those, those are some, you know, some areas where women will have darker skin areas. Um, that's another, um, symptom, um, uncontrollable, like, um, mood swings, like you can't control how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another symptom. Um, I did want to hit on, um, why it affects black women more than anything, but I'll, you know, we'll get to that. Sure, yeah. Okay. So, um, from what I know, I didn't, I, I just know this off the top of my head. Um, so like polycystic, PCOS affects one out of 10 women, but out of those 10 women, from what I know, it affects like four out of the 10, like black women, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, and we just have a higher risk because, you know, black people in general have a higher risk of having um, diabetes, high blood pressure and heart disease. Right. So that can affect um, that that increases our risk for having polycystic ovary disease, mm-hmm. um, which overall affects. I just want to hit this too. PCOS can affect uh, women in general with fertility. Um, the name polycystic ovary a lot of times the women that have PCOS don't actually develop cysts on their ovaries or within the um, reproductive system but it does for some reason which we don't know based on the research that I did um, we don't know uh, why it causes infertility but it, it increases a woman's risk of being infertile mm-hmm. especially the older of course we get as women we just know that in general the older uh, just to hit this real quick um, I, if I'm not mistaken 32 and up is considered geriatric mom geriatric mm-hmm. pregnancy or geriatric gestation gestation just means the egg is sitting in the uh, on the uterus so the older we are as women uh, being black um, increases our risk of infertility and or increases our risk for PCOS which increases our risk for infertility mm-hmm. so just, just like a, um, a higher risk for being pregnant um, when you are carrying that could cause issues right. with that too as well right. complications okay. absolutely pregnancy complications absolutely wow mm-hmm. I never knew that. Why, mm-hmm. why do you feel like this topic isn't covered as much as it should? Because you touched on a lot of good 
points that I feel like a lot of women, at least my age or younger, don't really get to hear about PCOS as much as they should. I'm not, you know, I don't want to get too deep, but I feel like we live in a misogynist, excuse me if I mispronounce, Mm -hmm. world where like men rule, right? And so we know that women's health is an issue anyway, right? Right. Um, And it's even though one out of of 10 women is a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot. Considering that women is the uh, higher um, right in the population. Right in in the population than men. One out of 10. I got 10 friends and one of us is going to have can potentially have PCOS. Right. And if I have a few of racism women, potentially four of them that are black are going to have it. You know, like, I don't know why. I don't, I, it's the same thing with, you know, you know, I'm a CD nurse. I talked about that earlier, so I, I have to hit it. But we don't talk about the increased risk of women having um, heart disease and having to get a bypass because nobody talks about women's health, period. Mm-hmm. You know, we just don't talk about it. Um, you know, I don't want to get too deep, but I would just say that's what it is. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of bias, uh, with talking about PCOS and pushing for that. I mean, you even think about breast cancer, how much we have to push for breast cancer. Right. And that's been around for decades of time. Right. And we're still like having to show the world like breast cancer. This is an issue. Okay, now we're trying as a society to deal with breast cancer. Now you want me to talk about PCOS? I mean, come on. What do you want? <laughs> that's what it looks like, you right, know? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's what it is. Um, I I mean, I don't know the reason why. That's just my own opinion. It might not be right, but that's my own opinion, you know? Yeah, that's fine. We oh. have... Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, um, as far as you um, throwing in there, you don't want to go too deep. This is the A&B side podcast. There's no chill on this podcast. So <laughs> say whatever you feel you want to say. Okay? This is free range. Right. <laughs> well, that would be my answer in a nutshell. You know, nobody okay. cares about women when they, until they want to. Um, Unless it's affecting the well, you you know, know. mainstream of things, how of course. work, you know, society. If it mm-hmm. breaks that down, then mm-hmm. definitely let's discuss how we can fix this. I definitely feel what you're saying. Absolutely. And then, of course, knowing that it affects more black, black and Latinx or Latino mm-hmm. women, why should we care? <laughs> yep. You know, that's just my opinion. I think that's what that looks like. Definitely understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's a minority-based Absolutely. type of disease, then they're mm-hmm. probably not going to focus on it, or it's going to be very microscopic. I, I right. Yeah. And of course, we need when it comes to research and you know finding a cure and all these other things. We need funding. And mm-hmm. you talked about, you know, Big Brother. I need, I need funding. Yep. I need money to do these things. You know, mm-hmm. I only have but so many volunteers. I only have but so much supply. Yep. You know, even down to lab space. You know, all these things cost. We live in a capitalistic, you know, so- capitalism society, so everything costs. So, mm-hmm. you want to rent out my space in a ho- in my hospital to do. Research. Know, surge, research and mm-hmm. surgery on women that have PCOS, you won't have to pay me. Where right. am I going to get this money from? From the government. Now I have to present a case to the government and say, hey, you know, this is an issue. Women, What's up? This is an issue. It's costing the hospital this much, which is costing you this much. Can you give me some money so I can fix this? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll think about it. We got war. We got, you know, military stuff to deal with right now. We'll let you know. Right. We'll oh, have to deal with guns you know, and fire. That's right. What, 
that's what it looks like unfortunately you know I don't know a lot about government politics but I know about hospital politics and a lot of times that's what it looks like it deals with that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I know that we discussed mainly um, like what causes PCOS and mm-hmm. most of the common symptoms or at least um, the effects of PCOS in women mm-hmm. um, what are some treatments that you recommend or are there any that would at least help you know settle some of the symptoms that the women are suffering from or going through um primarily what i see is birth control and you know there's a lot of skepticism with birth control birth control definitely has a lot of um side effects Unfortunately, you know, uh, blood clots and heart disease and kidney disease, weight gain. Um, so now I have PCOS. Now I'm over control. Now I'm gaining more weight. Now I, I still can't lose this weight, mm-hmm. which ultimately can cause, you know, body dysmorphia. I mean, there's, there's so many things with that. But primarily, um, we, you know, we'll put um, these women on birth control because on birth control because they have, you know, a lot of the women have. Um, a lot of the women have um, irregular periods um, to the point where it's so bad where it debilitates them. You know, they're mm-hmm. stuck in bed for two days mm-hmm. because they cannot get out of bed because their body's so weak. They're vomiting. They're, you know, any little movement gives them a headache, too much light. I have a migraine. My body is almost as if they have the flu. Yeah. Or nowadays, COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, the same, it's essentially the same symptoms. Body aches. Of course, we know the cramps, but I mean, cramps to the point where it, again, it's debilitating. I cannot get out of bed. If I move, I'm going to spew with, you know, with blood because essentially that's what menstruating is. Mm -hmm. And now I'm weak because I'm spilling more blood than I should. Mm -hmm. And we know as black people in general, as a race, we are typically lower in iron. And from what I remember and know, I think it has something to do with like, Af- like um, our African um, heritage, like people in Africa typically have lower iron levels. Wow. I can't remember why geographically why that that is the significance, but I remember reading something like that some years ago about Africans just having lower iron levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, that passes down to us as African Americans, as Black people. Right. Um, so we know that Black people we have lower iron levels. We're typically anemic. So now I have a reproductive disease which can cause irregular periods which will sometimes it can go either way either i can have light periods or no period at all and i only have a period maybe three maybe quarterly three four times a year or i'm having a period to where i bleed twice a month and i you know i'm spilling more than you should i think the average Four or four to, I think it's two to, I think it's four to six quarts mm-hmm. of blood during a normal um, period. But now I'm spilling potentially a half a liter, you know, yeah. of, of blood volume, and I'm already anemic, and so it can go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but birth control is one of the options to help regulate that hormonal imbalance because mm-hmm. we talked about how PCOS is typically more male than female hormones. And when it's when you're ovulating and making that shift, it's such a drastic. If I'm mm-hmm. so, I guess the example that I use for that when I talk to some of my women is that if I have less, I'm just putting out a random number. If my if normal level is supposed to be ten. 
and I'm a woman with PCOS and I'm at 20. And when it's time for me to ovulate and my body's ready to make babies, I have to go to zero. That's such a drastic fall that it causes my body to do all these weird things. You know, right. so we do do birth control to kind of help bring down that testosterone level and mm-hmm. increase that um, estrogen. Estrogen, thank you, estrogen level, which is a woman, the woman hormone. Uh, also, um, if it gets bad and a woman has so many uh, cysts, a lot mm-hmm. of women don't have cysts when they have PCOS, so that's why, I like the PC part of the disease, is kind of like. Eh. Because a lot of women don't have the cystic part. They don't have the cysts on the ovaries or the cysts on the uterus and things. Um, But if there's like cysts to the point where it's debilitating the woman, it's causing, you know, just the debilitation of a woman's life, we'll do a hysterectomy. But hysterectomies are very rare because a lot of states, a lot of states have different laws when it comes to hysterectomies. Like I know the Southeast, they want you at least one child you know, the South can be ass backwards. So mm-hmm. they want you like one child, uh, married, because they, of course, we live in this male dominated world. Mm-hmm. So the man had to say, oh, yeah, it's cool with my wife if I can't, we, if we can't have kids anymore. Wow. Um, yes, I think like Mississippi or Alabama, one of those like deep South states, states, you have to have word by your husband to say, like, okay, I'm cool you with her. Do the history. Mm-hmm. But nobody has to give him word about a vasectomy. Uh, do we even do that to men? Let's 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 talk about that. Let's start there, right? You know, mm-hmm. that's it'd be so much easier if this girl. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I can get, listen. Cause I'd be quick to say you can get clipped. I think about Nick Cannon and all these. Uh, like you got six. Future. What is going on? Future. You know, I love me some future. Right. The homie. What are we doing? What we need to get clipped quick. Because it could be reversed. You know, that's why I was saying like birth control, like that hormonal shift. We even think about, you know, our transgender persons that go, that's essentially what they're going, their body is constantly making hormonal shifts. Um, And that's, you know, to a certain degree, what women with PCOS deal with. They're, you know, every month they're going through a hormone, a drastic hormonal shift. And it just causes a skew of, um, it causes us yeah, you have problems, absolutely. So I mean, those are the um, two. Those are ones. the um, yeah. Um, typically, birth control. Typically, pills. Um, I don't really see like IUDs and like um, the implantation um, ones being used. It's typically the pills. Um, but drastic hysterectomy. Um, well, typically birth control we use for treatment. There is no cure of such. So yeah. let me hit that real quick too. There is no cure uh, for PCOS. If there is one, I'm not aware. Mm-hmm. But from what I know, um, it's there's no cure. Right. Oh man. And I know a lot of people, um, or not a lot of people, but I've I've heard of some women who aren't able to take birth control pills because you know it affects their blood pressure or you know they have something else going on like as far as their bodily functions that they're not able to take birth control so that yeah so like women with lupus Mm -hmm. you know you like lupus is a uh systemic uh like connective tissue disease Mm -hmm. um so you think about like like i said like lupus or 
um, a woman with sickle cell or you know if I have a cell that's supposed to be like a circle and now it's like a half a moon or like a croissant you know and now yeah. I'm taking a medication that can you know I'm already at risk of blood clots with sickle cell because my yeah. cells your are cells sickle aren't yeah. right they're not formed the way it should that's why we call it sickled cell it's not it's not shaped the way it should and so it causes that causes a skew of issues so I already have high risk of getting blood clots with sickle cell and now I have to potentially take birth control because I want to you know have children or I don't want to maybe I don't want to have children I just want to get rid of these symptoms mm -hmm. because it's, it's affecting my life drastically right. um, and now I'm at higher risk of getting uh, blood clots because now I'm on birth control yeah. And now I have higher risk of high blood pressure because I'm on birth control. Mm -hmm. I'm on blood pressure pills now because I already got high blood pressure. Because again, we're black women. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. I'm already at risk of high blood pressure because the way I eat or genetics, yeah. anything, anything, that the, anything of those natures. And now I'm taking birth control, which has the potential of increasing my blood pressure, which can ultimately cause kidney issues. Too much mm -hmm. high blood pressure for a long time causes kidney failure. Kidney's like, I can't do it no more because the kidneys help with okay. blood pressure it's an app the body is so interconnected it's insane yeah. it's so again it goes <laughs> back to what i talked about earlier with homeostasis we have to stay in a well-balanced balance yeah. mm -hmm. one thing one thing messes up it causes a domino effect and what we try to do as healthcare professionals is remove the domino so it stops falling does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we try to like cut that cycle and hopefully we can reverse the damage. And if not, we can stop it from getting worse. Right. For sure. Well, definitely. I mean, of course, I'm wishing that there is more options in the near future for uh, women suffering from PCOS. But absolutely. I just I don't know how else you would be able to balance your hormones and that's the thing. It's not like it's um, like just blood clotting or, you know what I'm saying, like other symptoms that you mentioned, but right. it's more so just trying to balance your hormonal state. So how else would you be able to do that without doing um, like birth control pills, which has, which has more estrogen in it? Or, you know, like even I know that you were speaking of um, those who were trans, um, if they were receiving like hormonal shots, I don't know if that's something that would be an option for a woman that's suffering with PCOS to like get estrogen shots or something like that. But um, hopefully that that's something that they'll be able to explore um, as far as treatments are concerned, because there's a lot of difficulties here. And I mean, nobody wants to go straight to the hysterectomy route. Absolutely. Because I'm not sure about hormonal shots. It's probably available for um, women in PCOS, but I'm not. I, I'm. I apologize. 100%. I'm not aware of that. Yeah, I'm not aware oh, no, of that. No, I was just yeah. saying that that could be a um a possibility. An option. Yeah, an option. Absolutely. Yeah, because I was thinking like, how else would they be able to balance? It's not like you can, you know, throw a blood pressure pill at somebody with like PCOS. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or. It's, it's not that that they're suffering with it's something that they're trying to balance um, within their hormonal like you know changes that you were saying that they have so right. I don't know if that's a possibility or if they even thought of that far ahead but I think that that might be something that might be helpful of course you know pending research logistics absolutely um, 
So I know that you said you do usually have like talks with women who suffer from PCOS. Um, I'm pretty sure that that affects them um, mentally as well as it does physically. Right. Um, but what advice would you have for the women that are going through this or um, any suggestions that you would have for them like going through the you know motions of like the cramping and you know if they do have issues with like high blood pressure or just stress in general is there something that they could do um, like home base that would be that would be fitting for them like absolutely without so, medication mm-hmm. um I'm not sure of any homeopathic um, ways to help with poly, you know, PCOS. Um, my advice is knowing your body for one. Um, you know, it, some women don't know what a normal period or, or normal menstruation uh, versus a heavy one or debilitating one looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so just knowing your body and being in tune with your body. Um, don't uh, another um, piece of advice don't let Google be your doctor go see a doctor right. and if you don't trust it advocate for yourself and go to another one that's okay you know it is it, it's, you know going to a healthcare provider is not a one and done situation mm-hmm. anytime it's just like your hairstylist or you know yeah. your meal you know um, you don't like the services that he or she is giving you go find somebody else um, the same thing applies um you know, your physician could be great for 15 years and then all of a sudden he or she is just trash at this point. Go find you another one in your network. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yep. Um, advocate for yourself always. You don't understand something. You don't get something. Ask those questions. The physician is obligated to explain what's going on with you at any time. If they are not, you need to fire them. Yeah. It's that simple. It's you that just need simple. a difference of opinion. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, it's Absolutely. not absolutely difference of opinions matter um trying to think what else um it's, and and like you know we're hitting on the difference of opinions um don't let don't let a physician automatically jump you into <laughs> jump you into like hysterectomy or yeah the extreme know, routes yeah. right the extreme route see what other things that can happen is there medication if you have cysts that can decrease them in size Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things you can do, um, you know, to help decrease, uh, I don't, again, I don't know, but these are things you can ask your doctor and research on your own and then ask the physician, mm-hmm. you know, what are some things I can do at home to help increase my, um, estrogen level? You know, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what those things are. Um, but I'm pretty sure they're out there. I can definitely, yeah. I can definitely see it being out there. It's almost 2022. I think we made some advances, not all, but some advances in Western healthcare. <laughs> right, right. Western medicine. That's the hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that I mentioned earlier about like how it affects someone mentally. Do you see um, a lot of women come in who have PCOS that are like distraught about the condition or um, do you see them that like if they do have a family already does it like really affect how they operate like their family or how they maneuver through life itself or do you ever get to see that type of aspect from the patient or is it more so just the medical side um it just depends you know some patients you build a relationship with and you see that 
mm-hmm. other patients you don't mm-hmm. um ask your question again so i know how to answer it please so. oh no you're fine i was just saying like do you um really see that the condition affects these women mentally yeah. as well as physically it 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 does um especially when it has to deal with i mean it does in general because it's like uh, you know the woman feels like she's not normal you know yeah. um especially when it's that severely i mean there is pcos cases where it's not that severe you know or they just a woman we're first of all women are tough right like there's a right. joke that we that we say in medicine that men are always wimpy. They don't know what it feels like to be in pain. Mm-hmm. Um, women just deal with pain, whether that's heartache mm-hmm. <laughs> or actual the man flu, huh? <laughs> the man flu. Okay. Right. Or like actual menstruation or bearing life. You know, mm-hmm. childbirth. Um, women just have scientifically known have a higher tolerance of pain than men do. Mm-hmm. Uh, not race or anything, just literally men versus women. Mm-hmm. Women typically have a higher um, pain tolerance than men. So, if I if my pain is at a six when I'm cramping on my period, I'll be all right because it ain't gonna last long, right? Um, and that's like a that might be a light case. There is some women that are absolutely debilitated from. PCOS when they're menstruating so they cannot move they cannot go anywhere so yes some of those women do go into a dark space because they don't feel normal mm-hmm. um and yes I have addressed um some of these things with um women um as far as like my patients right. and families too families too absolutely right mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that this is a normal like occurrence for PCOS but definitely do you once you do speak with them do you let them know like this can happen to plenty of women you're not you know abnormal for going through this it's definitely like a an abnormal disease or you know um issue but as part far of as my like, job is reassurance it. you know part of my mm-hmm. job is absolute reassurance because the mind and the body has to be in one in order for you to move move forward right like if your mind if your mind meaning like if your will is not there then your body will eventually not want to you know continue to fight and i've seen that personally in many situations because that patient was so Mm strong-willed they made it through when we thought like uh this guy only got like five four or five more days you know not in all cases but a lot more than you know a lot more than none um so I would say like I my part again part of my job is reassurance like reassuring the mind it's so that way the body can somewhat be in tune you know right so it's like and the one thing about human beings we like to relate to things so to know that you know I had a woman last week that had the same exact case it gives me a sense of hope it gives me a sense of relation that I am not the only one and that this isn't I I'm not some freaking problem inside my body that I Mm -hmm. essentially cannot control um so yes I do you know part of my job is reassuring and and I absolutely do that you know there I only have like two patients that cried about Mm -hmm. you know having it um when they were diagnosed and they're doing fine life is good for them so eventually you'll heal and get past it no biggie but Mm -hmm. I absolutely give my women you know as much reassurance as I possibly can right 
And I know that they say that's like when exercising that your your fitness is always more mental than it is physical. But that right. can spill over in your health as well. Um, Absolutely. When you're diagnosed with whatever it may be, then you have to really prepare your mind mentally to stay positive and to be on a good track. So that way you can get past whatever is going on in your body physically, because whatever happens up there is eventually going to affect your body down there. So I definitely um, am glad that you mentioned that you reassure your patients that this isn't something that's going to be, you know, debilitating to them themselves, but it's something that can definitely be coped with and healthfully as well. So thank you for that. Absolutely. But that um, wraps up all the questions that I had about PCOS. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you have any takeaways for the podcast or any advice you'd like to give to the listeners just about health in general or anything like that? Um, Health in general. Know your body. That's the biggest thing, man or woman. Know your body. Feel every crevice. Look at every crevice because when something's out of whack, then you know. Right. Um, Don't forget this. Don't don't um not forget don't be intimidated by your physician just because mm-hmm. he has more knowledge than you we work for you you pay his bill yeah um ask so ask me right mm-hmm. ask me any questions that you need to you got other patients so what you're here with me so i yep. need these questions answered mm-hmm. you know um i mean that's essentially it really yeah that's essentially it. Advocate for yourself. Know your body. Um, don't wait till the last minute. If you see something's off, go get it yeah. checked out. You know? ASAP. Of mm-hmm. course. But I've seen a lot of cases where people have prolonged going to the doctor, making an appointment, and then something that could have essentially been fixed early on, you know, developed into something way worse and had to take drastic measures to, like, get rid of it or you know something worse than that and they ended up dying so it's just you don't want to take your health for granted you definitely want to see somebody about the issue as soon as it comes up don't wait on it ask as much right. many questions as you can and get Absolutely. as many opinions as you need to because not just one Absolutely. physician is you know 100% right all the time it's good to get a difference of opinion if you feel like there's more options for you but we really appreciate you taking the time out and stopping by on the podcast. It was so wonderful having you, um, having you here, V. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and get ready for work. And thank you again for stopping by. We really appreciate you. Thank you.